0: It does look like spinach. Kinda, yeah.
1: But it smells really good. Uh, hey, before we begin episode fourteen of On Taking Pictures, hey, you do you do some printing, don't you, Bill? I do a bit of printing, yeah you do a bit of printing uh we've got a great sponsor for the show they've they've uh they've produced some really fantastic papers and that is red river paper um they do uh pretty much any kind of paper you want glossy matte um my favorite is the polar matte for black and white uh bill's favorite is i think is the what do you what is it called
0: ultra pro satin
1: ultra pro satin um really fantastic stuff uh for probably a whole lot less than what you're paying now and if you use the coupon code or promo code OTP not only will you get 10% off but uh you can also get one of their sample packs for just 7.99 they're usually 12.99 so you can save a little bit of money on some red river paper good stuff and thanks to them yeah yeah so uh yeah this is on taking pictures number 14 um I, I just can't believe how fast they're going, and, and they're getting. I think they're getting better. I hope they're getting better. Getting better by the hour. Better. By, <laughs> uh, so my name is Jeffrey Sidoris. I'm from FadedAndBlurred.com, and uh, with me, as always, is the Andy Richter to my Conan O'Brien. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Bill Wadman, internationally <laughs> renowned portrait photographer. Ah.
0: <sighs> Because, because there's one guy in Italy who knows my work?
1: <laughs> That's right. That's, there's one Czechoslovakian kid because you built a Hackintosh who knows who you are. Okay. It's not that bad, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll
0: take it. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I, I stopped drinking Coca Cola. Uh,
1: self imposed, or was this like a doctor thing?
0: Um, no, it's uh, somewhat self imposed. I want to. Um, I, I've actually stopped drinking caffeine and sugar. So uh, it's just a little a little test wow. to see if it'll make me uh, uh, less cranky. You're,
1: you're going all Alec Baldwin on me. Alec Baldwin do that? He, he quit quit sugar and and yeah yeah. On lost. the show or in general? Uh, for like for real.
0: Oh, the yeah. pr- see the problem is is that I don't drink Coke for the caffeine or the sugar.
1: Do you drink it just for the taste of it?
0: I really drink it just <laughs> for the taste of it, but Diet Coke <laughs> is not the same.
1: No, it's not. So no matter what they tell you, right. Diet Coke and regular Coke taste completely different. And even the, uh, what's the fake stuff? The Coke zero. Well, so what is it? The, the high fructose corn syrup you're trying to get rid of?
0: Um, it's, it's both the sugar and the caffeine. I just, it's just stimulants. i it's a little test. Interesting. But, we'll, uh,
1: we'll check in and, and see how it goes. Yeah,
0: so I may be less ranty than normal.
1: How, when did you stop? Uh, yesterday. Has it kicked in yet? <laughs> yesterday. So, so there may be a little residual crankiness. I'm 36
0: hours in <laughs> and it's a mess.
1: All right. Hey, before we start, uh, I got a couple things. Um, n- number one, uh, as, as you know, because you had a, a big hand in it, I just upgraded to an SSD. Yeah. And um, what do you I got think? to tell you? It is, it is bar none the best low cost upgrade you can do to your machine. Absolutely barring, true. Barring adding more RAM to your system, I think it. I think it's a must-have. And I think I, if I you would,
0: have a reasonable amount of RAM already, uh, an SSD is a bigger jump.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I could say with with some degree of reassurance that I will never go back to a spinning drive as a main system drive. Isn't it crazy? It's it's insane. Have you have you tried? because it's it, it
0: it's funny because i um i i have my s s d backed up to a partition on a regular drive and I was playing with mountain lion last week and uh and in the process I had to sort of make that backup bootable and so by accident for some reason uh it's it if if I don't touch anything it boots to the hard drive and not to the s s d just because oh, there's okay. something messed up somewhere um and so the other day I was it was booting and I was like that is taking a long time and then it would get to the desktop and it took a second and the mouse appeared I was like what the heck is going on and I'm like oh you were right. booting
1: to the to the spinning drive I was on a
0: spinning drive um, it's it's
1: I, you know I I mean you, you, you and ha- I have You have about a this. fast machine. I do have a fast machine but I am uh, you were crippling it. Pretty much, yeah. Once once we're out of the post screen, because it, it is a Hackintosh. Once we're out, or a custom Mac, I guess is the the proper vernacular now. Um, once we're out of the post, it's about ten seconds to usable desktop. Yeah, and and then when I did the thing where where you said you know open every application on my system, it, yeah. it opened literally every application in about four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it's just it's nuts. It makes so you a little if, giddy doing that. It really kind of does. Yeah. I mean, it, it. My my inner geek was was squealing at yeah, that point. It's good stuff. Um, so if you you know if if you're into uh, you know tweaking your machine, if you've got a machine that you can that you can kind of tweak and play with, um, check out an SSD. Yeah,
0: I think if you and, have any computer that was built in the last four years, and otherwise you're fairly happy with it, but it's feeling a little slow and dragging, and you don't have an SSD. Put an SSD in there, and you will probably get another two years out of it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we're going to do an SSD in Nikki's MacBook Pro yeah. because it's a, it's a couple years old and it's just starting to feel a little long in the tooth. Yep. And I think this will give it a little snap and, and extend its life a, a bit.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. So, what so, else you got? Um. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Stop using music on your websites, people. Stop using. <laughs> oh, it just are you talking me. about Albert Watson? no 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 no, no. That, that's just sort of tone on tone and I'm, I'm talking about it. primarily it's like wedding photographers oh, or yeah. or senior shooters where they do these videos and the videos are fine but but here's the thing gang Katy perry or kobe calais or whoever music it is that you're using they don't need the little bump that your site's going to give them and you
0: probably didn't pay
1: for the music anyway right. that's, so it's that's probably illegal thing. Uh, And it just, it absolutely drives me crazy. What, what drives me crazy about it is then there's the ubiquitous, you know, all of these images are copyright and do not use them without my permission. So it's like you're, you're claiming copyright on your images, but you're using, you know, music willy nilly and it, it, it just drives me up a wall.
0: The thing is, is that I think a lot of the people who are customers of those people, um, actually don't mind the music.
1: And that's fine, but you know, spend the 50 bucks, go to, you know, MusicBed and license some music. But you don't or like the, the th- music period. I, well, I don't, music on websites on by default bothers me. If it's on the, if it's a, a background track on a video, I kind of expect that, but I'm right. uh, specifically on a website where I just go hit your website and it starts with some crazy song playing and then the, the, the mute button is, is some tiny little icon yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that drives me up a wall. It's bad usability. It's bad UI design, um, and and you know what? There's just really no excuse for it. <laughs> okay, I, I
0: I completely agree.
1: Yeah. The last uh, time I had any sort of music, yeah,
0: sure. And the, the the last time I had any music on my computer or on my website was probably two thousand two.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it would be music that I wrote. So I think a
1: that's where you're a little different, yeah. you know, even even the intro to the show. That's something that you've written. Right. Um, but if and if you're going to use music, I don't you know, fine. If you want to use music behind your senior reel or your wedding videos or whatever, uh, fine. But just go license it. Go go to or go to a pod safe site sure. and, and download something that's pod safe. Or uh, I think uh, uh, ASCAP now has a new kind of experimental license that they're messing with. um I think you can license songs for like $50 for a single single unlimited use, $49, okay. something like that. Um, That's interesting. So, you know.
0: It's, uh, it, you know, the whole flash thing is a weird thing too because, um, I mean, look, I used to do a lot of flash
1: Yeah, work. both of us did.
0: Yeah. Um, I have no problem with flash technology. I don't think it's nearly as bad as Steve Jobs made it out to be. The fact that Flash gets used for a lot of advertisements is true, um, but there are a lot of uh, very basic things that are a real pain in the neck to do in HTML that you could do in Flash in a few hours. Yeah, um, definitely. That, where the Flash file would be a total of 10 or 15K. You mm-hmm. know,
1: um, I mean, It's getting better. There are some HTML5 animation yeah. tools out there. Hype is one of them that's pretty cool. Um, but it's still coming from that the flash background it's still a lot easier to do it in the flash development environment right but for some things
0: but coming going forward i mean the idea that you can't see not being able to use flash on my ipad or my iphone that right there means that a big chunk of people couldn't see my website if it was built in flash sure i'm not going to do that sure um so and there are still
1: a lot of big photographers. And there are artists a lot of out there big photographers, and
0: yeah, a lot of them are building new sites in Flash, which is just mind-boggling to me. Um, right. I met a photographer a few weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we could have this like Flash intro." I was like, "No, you cannot have a Flash intro. <laughs> no, don't do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, people don't. don't people don't want to see that stuff anymore. That's like it's no. it's tacky. It's 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 um it's very eight ten years ago." Yeah, just, um,
1: just get to the data. It dates you. Yeah.
0: Um, as you know, even regardless, you let your work stand on its own, you know. Um, I mean, I've been going back and forth on my own site revi- uh, revision between sort of a thumbnail based thing at Bill Wadman slash Proto and more of a single image with optional thumbnails at Bill Wadman slash Proto 3. Um,
1: I, I like Proto 3 better. Yeah, you do. I uh, like having the option and right. I like, uh, I, I'm a big fan of responsive design. Right. And that's, that's kind of the new buzzword now.
0: Sure. Um,
1: um and, rightfully so, I think.
0: And, and, and I've been going through a lot of things to make it work, but apparently it doesn't work on a Samsung galaxy tab. So I have to do a little testing on that. Um,
1: but, but, you is know, it I, just the tab, you know, does it work on a galaxy note or is it just well, it's the funny
0: because it, well, the galaxy tab is now a couple of years old, so I'm actually going to pull my old Android I have a Motorola droid in the closet that I think I should be able to turn on and get on the web with Wi-Fi even though it's not an active phone anymore. Uh and if I can do that, uh I'm just going to try to um uh, just test it on there and see if because right. that that should be the same browser it should be like a ginger see, that's, gingerbread.
1: That's one browser. of the, I mean, could it be a fragmentation issue because there are so many variants of of Ice Cream Sandwich?
0: Yeah, well, no, this isn't Ice Cream I mean, Sandwich. Of, this of, would be I'm a, sorry of Android. Android not of ice cream uh, this would be a very old browser built into Gingerbread, but it it's all I mean, it was all WebKit. So I mean, hmm. I don't know if it's something I'm doing wrong in my stuff. Anyway, the the long and short of it is that I have to look into that.
1: Um, but if it's a if it's a WebKit issue and it work, I mean Safari is webkit chrome well apparently
0: this this little uh jquery plugin i'm using on proto 3 uh had some sort of problem with safari at one point that's now been fixed so i don't know if it has something to do with that or and somebody said something about moving the scripts to somewhere else in the page and that changes things i gotta i was just reading up on it before the show but uh little things you know what i mean uh, but you just, it's like, it all goes back to the thing we talked about a few weeks ago where it's just, try, how do you want to show your work? You know, how do you want to present yourself? Um,
1: well, I, I think first of all, you need to, you, you need to more photographers anyway, need to identify who their market is and, and present to them. Don't present to yourself. You are not your market by and large. Right. And that's, that's a big hurdle that people have to get over with their website, Re- regardless of whether you're a photographer. If you're a business owner putting up your website, your, your own aesthetic and sensibility may or may not fit the message of your online presence. And that's, that's something that needs to, I think, first and foremost be established is who's your market and tailor the site both from a UI standpoint as well as from a messaging standpoint to that audience. Yeah, you're good at
0: that. You're better than me. I I get wrapped up in my own head about that stuff. Um, I was writing my, I was rewriting my bio the other day and I just hate hate, writing about yourself. Oh God. I feel like a stooge. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I would say it's like going to the dentist, but that probably doesn't fit.
0: Yeah. I like going to the dentist now. (laughs) She's a biscuit.
1: Oh, that's funny. Okay. so (laughs) But we digress.
0: Yes. Uh, All right. What's next?
1: Wait, is that all of
0: your rants, or do you have more?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going to hold off and see where it goes. I've, I've got one more, but I don't want to come off as cranky.
0: It's quite all right, because, see, I, I'm off of the caffeine, so I'm not as cranky this week.
1: Yeah. It's well, really the music thing. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the biggest ones. Uh, and it's just because some people have sent in work uh, to Fade and blurred, and and want us to feature them on the site, and and I, I love that people are sending in things. We we're, we're featuring more people that that have have written in, yeah. Um, but it's it's like when that first thing, you know, you, you you hit the page, and it's this boom music playing and this cool you know kooky slideshow. Oh, it just drives me crazy.
0: It's like
1: no, it's it's like these these pop songs, you know. Like I say, it's like it's like katie Perry or Colby Calais, or, you know, I don't listen to a lot of radio. Call Me often. Maybe. I like that song. Call Me. Uh, I like the Jimmy Fallon version. Yeah. Did you see that one with sure. the roots? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not big. I, you know, I, I really only listen to one station, and that's the, the classical station at, at KUSC. Um, everything else is podcasts.
0: I don't think I own, I've never owned a radio. How could you have never owned a radio? I don't think I've ever used the radio. See, when I was younger, my father owned record stores, right? Like, that's what he did for a living. So You are
1: aware that there is this thing called radio, though.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm aware of radio. I just never listen to radio. Because okay. if well, I liked some particular much. thing, I would just... Yeah, especially nowadays.
1: Everything's owned by two companies now, I think. It's, it's Clear Channel and something else. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's bad. Podcast. Um, hey, what happened with your Canon? With your, with your... Oh, so... What's going on with your nub? So, I... Uh, <laughs>
0: So I put my thumb on my nub the other day, and it wasn't there.
1: It came off. Right uh, in your
0: hand. Yeah. So for, for those of you who don't recall, uh, there's a little eight way joystick on the back of these new Canon cameras, um, and the plastic thing that was on top, sort of the cap of it, disappeared. Uh, while I was walking on on the boardwalk on Coney Island, I'm walking and I took a picture, and I put the camera down around my waist or whatever uh, on the strap. And I, so you next, do
1: remember that it was there when you started taking pictures? Oh yeah,
0: and then and then the next time I picked it up, you know, fifty yards down the thing, it's gone. Um, it like somehow it rubbing against me, you know, rubbing against my body while I was walking was enough to pop a piece off of my thirty five hundred dollar Canon body, um, which I was not extremely happy about. But I called CPS, which is the Canon Professional Services, and I was like, "Look, this is." crazy balls you know this is not good um and they said uh, well you know send it in and we'll see what happens whatever uh, and if you know it may not be covered under warranty i was like if that's not covered under warranty like
1: were they really that that kind of aloof about the whole thing we'll see a little what happens.
0: bit i think the problem is jeffrey is that they are basing their responses on what i tell them is wrong with sure. the camera Okay. You know, if they say, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then I send it in and it's a much bigger problem for whatever yeah. reason. And sure. I actually dunked a thing in water, you know, um, then they're just, you know, it's a CYA thing, I think. Um, so I sent it in yesterday because I've had shoots the past few weeks and I haven't had time. But this week is kind of open and a thing got canceled on Monday. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to send it in and get this done. And so I, I sent it. They th- They were nice enough to send me a prepaid label via email so they're paying shipping both ways um and i put one of these like little cps stickers that you can get that says you know rush order kind of thing on the box mm-hmm. so theoretically they open it first um and then i'm hoping to get a phone call today or an email saying oh yeah it's easy we're gonna fix it we'll send it back to you tomorrow um
1: where, where is canon relative to you as you have one close to you they
0: have a few service centers but the one near me is literally i mean i could drive there in 45 minutes if i wanted to um hmm. it's over in new jersey
1: so God, everything's in new isn't the new egg warehouses in new jersey yep. too in
0: fact it's probably right next to the new egg warehouse honestly <laughs> uh, cuz there's this big sort of industrial area sort of just south of new york over in new jersey okay um where a lot of the stuff i think is so yeah. i sent it over there and it should be fine uh, apparently if it's if they get back to me and they tell me it's not a warranty repair i'm supposed to call this woman at cps and have her call on my behalf so it could become a whole rigmarole, but I'm not paying any money for them to fix something that broke that easily. Like that's there's something wrong, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean it, it's it does seem I didn't do anything to this camera. Little, it was around it was around my soapy.
0: neck, and this was not a fifty dollar camera, you know? Right. Um. So we'll see. I get it's a little bit of a, a test to see how good the Canon repair system is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, I'll get it back. I've got another shoot on Monday and some this weekend, possibly. So hopefully they'll get it today turn it around whatever you ever send anything to nikon to get repaired
1: uh no nikki did she sent in actually you know what no i take that back i did send something to nikon i had uh or what was it maybe it was on a previous camera i don't think it was this camera uh but a couple pixels stuck on the uh on the lcd oh okay and uh they they i think they turned it around in a week they swapped out the lcd i don't I don't actually know if they swapped out the LCD or if if they remapped it and just made me think that they weren't there. I don't know. Did they charge you? No. Interesting. No. Didn't charge me for shipping, didn't charge no, they just yeah. sent it back and it looked fine.
0: Yeah, sometimes I have good experiences with Canon and other times I've been like I have to pay $300 to get this thing fixed, you know. Um
1: I think they'll take care of you. I mean, I
0: guess we'll hope. If they yeah. only knew that I was an internationally renowned photographer.
1: <laughs> Have that guy in Czechoslovakia call on your behalf.
0: Put a podcast with thousands of people listening, and I'm going to badmouth them.
1: Uh, <laughs> Don't make me take this shit to Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right? <I'll> do it.
0: <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm an unstoppable force. I'm a PR nightmare.
1: That's right. Uh, That's
0: right. Hey, uh, hey. I, I got a little card reader the other day. Which, okay. Which I quite like.
1: One of these USB ones?
0: Yeah, USB three Kingston makes okay. it, uh, and it, uh, it it's got uh, you know SD and CF and all the rest of them. I've always used these like little ones that just plug into USB that you know like are kind of free floating. This one's yeah. more of like a cable from the box to the to the computer.
1: Can I tell you? I still plug my camera into the machine.
0: See, here's the
1: thing. I I, mean, I, I need to step into the 21st century and, and get. A I find
0: that that's tragically slow. Which is the it reason why I don't like do everybody it. Everybody
1: tells me it is.
0: So you need to go get one of these things. It's like twenty three dollars. Yeah, but you're still going to need a card reader. That's true. Um,
1: That's true. I want one of these four thirds cameras in addition to the four by five. And you know, I just I need to win the lottery. Uh,
0: I think I think we can make that happen.
1: I keep playing, but I think I need to write a strongly worded letter to the Lotto commission because I still have not won. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the uh, uh, this little Kingston thing is fast too. I had I had plugged in. I had one of these new SD cards that I bought a few weeks ago, which are like forty five megs a second theoretically, and it was pulling down at forty three and a half megs a second. So that's quick. Yeah, it was it that's was quick. a lot faster than uh, my old one was, and uh, it, it was pretty cool. So anyway, this Kingston thing is pretty cool. I like the idea of having all of it in one and something I don't lose. Cause it's sort of at the back end of my table and it doesn't fall off cause it's heavy enough not to slide off and fall. Right. Um, and it's cheap too 20 something, $23 on new It's crazy cheap. Anyway, just thought people might, might be interested in that. Um, so we, we were, we were talking, well, why don't we do this question first?
1: Okay. The, the, the borrowing the camera question.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so a friend of mine, this is a friend of mine wrote in this, uh, and she so she borrowed a film camera from a friend uh she hasn't shot oh it oh
1: okay i, a film I guess i SLR. missed that that it's a film camera okay there it yeah. is
0: uh apparently it's old Canon Rebel uh she 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 took it away this weekend uh with her kid uh and and she wanted a few basic tips for somebody who hasn't shot film in a long time so i thought maybe you and i could bounce that around cuz you didn't you basic guys tips. shoot some film in yosemite
1: we did shoot film in Yosemite. Um, what did you
0: find? Well, first of all, what did you shoot? Why did you shoot it? And what did you find?
1: Okay. Uh, I shot... What You mean what what camera body? Yeah. And okay. what film? Uh, it was a Nikon F2. Okay. So older, all... All manual. All manual, you know, all metal, bulletproof right. camera. Um, we shot, uh, I th- think... I know one of them was, was Ilford HP5, because uh, that's my favorite okay, so black and, and white. white film. Okay. Uh, and then Nikki shot color. And that was kind of the thing, was she shot color, I shot black and white, so that we could sort of keep track of who shot what. Okay. Um, and it, it, Yosemite was an interesting choice because, I, I, first of all, I'd, I had never been there Um and it an is
0: And it is the most amazing place on earth.
1: It it no argument yeah no argument when when you know we we had driven through it or near it i don't even remember it much as a kid um but actually entering the park and and you know keep in mind that that i had been a huge fan of of ansel adams and weston and 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 all those guys in in high school so i'd seen a ton of photographs of 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 you know the valley and and pretty much everything that that you could photograph and I had come to the conclusion, and I still believe that there is nothing that I'm going to shoot in Yosemite that hasn't already been shot if I try to shoot it the way it's been shot, yeah okay so but but coming around that 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 corner that that sort of bend where then you get the view of the valley it's it's breathtaking it, it is really absolutely is amazing and, and, and you know
0: what's crazy is that when you're driving and things are not really moving all that much because it's so big compared to you,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just get this weird parallax of yeah. things kind of kind of coming slightly in and slightly out of your field of view and it's 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 amazing. So what we decided to do was rather than shoot Yosemite the way virtually everybody shoots Yosemite and that is very wide, you know, these big grand shots, which uh, having been there now I I, I will go on record and say that none of the photographs of Yosemite do it justice. None of no. the photographs that I've ever seen of Yosemite. Not even the Ansel Adams ones. I No, I don't think so. Once you see it in person and you're standing there, it, it's humbling, first of all. It's absolutely humbling to be standing at the base of the falls or, or you know, walking the back road up to Vernal and you, and you see, you know, you've got the river and it's the smells and it's the sounds and it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's absolutely overwhelming. So rather than try and capture all of that and fail miserably, we shrunk our view down, basically, you know, sure. I, I I shot and and Nikki shot the way we shoot everything else, which is details. Okay, and if you didn't know that we were in Yosemite, you may not know that these photographs are from Yosemite. And I think what what happened for me anyway was it became a much more personal exploration of the park rather than just showing. The enormity, or trying to show the enormity and 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 the grandness of it all, right. So, and I think that I got more interesting shots because of it.
0: More interesting um, t- than you would have gotten if you tried to be Ansel
1: Adams. Yes. Okay. Yes, because I'm. It goes back to what we've talked about before. I'm not Ansel Adams. I'm not Ed Weston. I'm not uh, you know uh, any of these guys that are amazing. I'm glad because they're all dead. Well, that's, that's true. Um, <laughs> but, you know, or uh, uh, um, Michael Fry or Kanashkiewicz or any of these guys that are doing amazing work. I don't see through their lens. I don't see through their filter. So it's, it's going to come off as me either trying to imitate them uh, or it's just not going to come off well. So rather than do that, I, I tried to focus on w- what I at least know how to do relatively well. Sure. For me. Uh, and I think that kind of leads in once once we kind of touch on this, it'll lead into uh, refining or or exploring new areas uh, in a bit. Um, but that that was that was what worked for us was to see it through our own eyes and, and shoot it through our own grid. Uh, and I think we came up with some really interesting things.
0: That is interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Um now, did you feel? Do you feel like you got different pictures than you would have gotten shooting digital?
1: Yes. Why? Um. Because better pictures or different pictures? Um, better is probably a little subjective, right? Um, I think they were better because I think I was I was looking more. I knew I only had a finite number of shots that was well below, you know, 5,000 or whatever that fits on a card. You know, I mean, you're dealing with, with tens or dozens of shots rather than hundreds or thousands. So I think it's more purposeful. Okay. I mean, without sounding like a, like a film snob, which I'm not in the least, but film is more purposeful or it can be. So Um, as a film snob, um,
0: (laughs) No, it's it. It's you're right. It's there's there's an intention there. Um, there's there's being a little more selective. Um, uh, it, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, tips. Let's see. Take your time. That's a good one for film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if your camera has auto exposure, uh, trust it. But the the nice thing about film is that it has uh, a fair amount of exposure latitude, right? Which, which people get this confused a lot. There's, there's, there's dynamic range of something like film, like how many stops of light from the darkest shadow to the brightest highlight. Um, but then there's latitude and and latitude. I kind of think of it as like, uh, like, um, like a rubber band (laughs) around exposure to where, if you get the exposure somewhere in this range, the 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 film sort of pulls it so that it that it's closer to correct. Does that make okay. sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's sort of like a little bit of like almost like a compression uh, of 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 the dynamic range, so that so that if you're within a half a stop or a stop, usually film is going to be all right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: which is why uh, things work out. But like those little uh, disposable cameras they bring, have at weddings on the tables, you know. Um, those don't have a variable shutter or a variable aperture. They work on the idea that if it's, if it's bright enough to take pictures, then this film has enough latitude that it'll pull it into something usable. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, and so film is nice that way in that you, with digital is, is much more like a uh, slide film where you have to get the exposure right on. For to to look right. But negative mm-hmm. film is, is is very forgiving. Much more forgiving than even digital is. Uh, digital is forgiving in that you can see the pictures that you just took. And if it's wrong, you can take another one. Sure. Um, where film is is kind of, a, it's like a little assistant <laughs> that's always with you, kind of helping you out. Uh, it's the Microsoft Bob of photography. <laughs> kind of, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> negative film, that is. Uh, black and white and color. They They, they, they work with you. And they help you out along the way. Uh, that's what I kind of notice. Um, so, yeah, even in auto exposure settings, I mean, you're not going to get, I think most people shooting with a modern digital SLR versus a film SLR, you're not going to get that different a picture. You know, the the final output, I mean, the one will look like film and one will have more detail. Oh, Um
1: <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't do it. You had to alienate some body. Of I people, had to. Some, I just it, some group of people. It
0: was itching at me. Um, yeah. Look, I, you know, film can be great. I love film, um, and I think that the experience of shooting film uh, it, it makes. You know, I, I was reading I said, the other day. I ended up on some Amazon dot com thing. I don't know what I was looking for. Anyway, I ended up on this guy's book about why film was better than digital. And it came out like last year. Mm -hmm. And he had like top 10 reasons. Did I talk to you about this? No, not at all. Who's the guy? Can we put it in the show notes? (sighs) Yeah, but I don't want want to make it a personal thing. Okay.
1: But he was wrong in a lot of them. I don't want to make it personal, but (laughs) sir, you're clearly wrong.
0: Well, one of the things he said was like, you know, with film, you don't have to worry about color balance of lights because film just takes care of all of that and it's like what no it really doesn't um you know if you have mixed lighting situations and stuff and i'm like it's just it's exactly the same nothing you know film yeah. is daylight balancers tungsten balance mostly daylight balance and if you have a tungsten light it's gonna look orange just like it right. does on digital right,
1: right. um yeah, go stand out under those those sodium vapor lights right. and shoot some photographs.
0: And he was also saying that uh, he he finds it much faster to shoot film than digital because he can just drop off his film and pick it up, and it's always perfect right out of the camera. And I was like, well, if you're dropping it off, it's not perfect right out of the camera. You have technicians who are doing a whole lot of stuff, you know, to try to get it. R- to look the way you want it to look right 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 um
1: why why does there even have to be the argument of better than
0: i don't know but i mean this guy was going back and forth and it's like you know what you can say go shoot film if you like film and that's fantastic but to argue that like the reasons why he was giving that film are superior were a lot of technical reasons
1: okay and this is an entire book, or is this and they just were, a post?
0: It was. It was a book. It was like this big book, and, it, wow. and to me, almost all of them read as like the classic myth from two thousand one, mm-hmm. you know, or two thousand two, when digital cameras were not what they are today. Right. You know.
1: Right. When they were six megapixel. Yeah, and, there's you know. so
0: much more information, and it's, it's like, no, there really isn't. I will go take a picture with my Leica, and I will p- take a picture with my five D Mark three and I can blow up that image from my five D much bigger than I could ever blow up an image from my Leica. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, you don't blow up 35 millimeter stuff to 30 by 40 inches. You just don't do it. Um, where you well, can, it, with I don't,
1: it's just, it's, it's, it's strange saying that just a blanket statement film is better or if digital's better or whatever. Yeah. Um, we, we did a post about a guy, Julian Calverly, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, landscape photographer uses uh, this camera a Swiss Alpha Max okay uh, like a tilt shift kind of a camera but he's using like a a phase 80 megapixel back okay you know medium format type of back Uh, and and, you know I I can't believe that 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 is not going to capture as much information as a 24 by 36 millimeter piece of film Oh, Oh, uh, Oh, or that, that camera, Oh,
0: that camera will capture more information than a four by five would. Yeah. Um, look, I, I shoot 35, I shoot medium format. I shoot four by five. My, you know, 22 megapixel Canon captures about the same amount of information as film does in my Hasselblad, hmm. you know? Um,
1: so then that means you don't need your Hasselblad anymore. It,
0: I could send it to you if you're not really, yeah, if you want to play with it. Um,
1: I, yeah. Well, it's, I just,
0: okay, well, what's kind of funny about all this is that I am cameraless this week because my camera's in the shop. So I actually pulled out my tub of film from the fridge, and I'm going to go shoot a roll of film today.
1: Well, um, you've been shooting that 4 by 5 project, the portrait project, yeah?
0: Yeah, I have. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go further and actually go out and shoot lots of pictures. Um, very cool.
1: So I mean, so it, what? What we kind of danced around it. What's what's the advice? Is it is it the just slow down and and and? Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, if you are shooting thirty five mm purposed- on a, on an auto camera from ten eight ten years ago, um, your method of shooting is going to be very similar to what you would do with any digital SLR that you get, right? Um, because in many ways they are the same camera. Just well, nowadays the new ones have a lot more electronics, but. Essentially, you've just swapped the film for a sensor, you know, mm-hmm. which is what the original, uh, a lot of those original cameras were. I mean, some of those original Nikon and Canon digital cameras were, literally were film bodies that they've modified right to fit a sensor in where the film was.
1: Um, yeah, maybe just play with composition. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tr- try if if you're not familiar with shooting. Uh, kind of based on using rule of thirds as a as kind of a loose guide, maybe sure. try that. Offset your subjects a little bit. Um, and, and
0: if you're used to using a digital camera where you're looking at the screen, I mean, like we talked about last week, looking through a viewfinder is a very different thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I like I like looking through a viewfinder.
1: Makes yeah, me happy. It's pretty nifty.
0: You know, uh, we we talked about uh, the whole uh, out of your getting out of the box, out of your comfort zone a couple yep. weeks ago. And, uh, and then we talked a little bit about uh, a little bit more last week. And uh, somebody sent in, uh, Rick Paulson, one of our listeners, sent in a good Gary Winogrand quote. Uh, he said, you can't learn anything from something you already know. You like that quote?
1: I like it to an extent. All right, let's talk. Um, I, I, I agree with it on the whole, but... I think that through focus and refinement, you can learn new things. You can learn new ways of doing things, um, whether it's process or whether it's composition or shooting. Um, I don't know that you have to go, well i've I've done portraits, so now I want to go do this, or I've done sports, so now I want to go do this. Um, I, I think that there's value in honing a particular genre or discipline or process.
0: Okay. And, but you think that a guy like Winogrand say, I mean, at the point at which you've honed for 15 years, are you still honing or are you then literally just, are you polishing it up so it doesn't get tarnished?
1: Well, that's an interesting
0: point. Um, I mean, I'm all for refinement like, okay, let's just cause it's an easy thing to talk about, right? Let's even my own work. I, uh, the kind of portraits that I take now, if I stopped taking them all together and started doing landscapes, I could take these pictures five years from now. I think just cause come, I'm, come I'm, back to them. You yeah. Mean. I've done so much of this kind of stuff that it's in my bones now. Okay. You know, um, and I will continue to refine it doing what I do. But there's part of me that's just like, you know, I need a bigger leap. You know, I need, I need the new job. I don't need the, uh, uh, the um, promotion from within. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I need a new workplace.
1: But how do, you, how do you, I guess, figuratively at least, abandon the process or, or the style or, or the genre, whatever you want to term it, that you've, that you've done over and over and over and over and over again for something new – I don't think you can abandon it entirely. Okay.
0: I think I think the trick is to, um, change change your method enough so that you're still working from the same toolkit, but that you're making room for a new tool. Hmm. Okay. You know.
1: Um, well, I. You know, I. Yeah. I mean, it, argument for refinement aside, I mean, we kind of stepped out of out of our own comfort zones doing this book doing this ebook right um we haven't really talked about it a lot yet we're, we're kind of in the home stretch of, of finishing it up
0: really talked about how much
1: weight you've gained <laughs> i've not gained a pound mister uh so w- we're doing this 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 ebook uh all about ice cream uh, it's called chill and it's um it's 20 recipes of our own creation and and supporting photographs of not only process but finished product how many of them haven't come out well one, one. What was the flavor? Yeah. Just so I know. Uh, it was a it was a, a frozen yogurt that we did. It was a raspberry frozen yogurt with a fudge swirl. What? Now, it's <laughs> it's first of all, it, it turned out like Pepto Bismol pink <laughs>
0: with
1: this with this swirl of fudge through it. You can imagine how how unappetizing <laughs> that actually looked. <laughs> uh That one didn't, that was the only one that we really, we did, it's not even going to be in the book. It just, we went, ugh, it's disgusting. Um, But we're shooting, first of all, neither one of us, neither Nikki or I are food photographers. So we're shooting arguably the hardest type of food that you can shoot, ice cream. Um, You've got a very small window in in which you you can shoot before things start melting. Um, And... What we did was we started out trying to shoot like we had seen photos, like we'd seen on different food blogs or in different books or whatever. And again, it goes back to kind of what I said about Yosemite: is we were shooting through someone else's lens. We were we were trying to shoot the way they shoot them, right? And it it came out kind of disingenuous creatively, if that makes any sense. Sure. So we we shot we 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 basically scrapped everything that we had shot. We started over. And shot um, food and ice cream specifically. The way Nikki kind of approaches her flowers and nature shots, which is very shallow depth of field, macro, um, lots of of sort of blown out colors and shapes behind things. So it's it doesn't look studio. It looks like you you've created these little worlds to shoot in, and it's. I think it's a different take on. The photos, and I think it works for us. Okay. Um, so in one, on the one hand, it was something out of our comfort zone, but on the other hand, we applied techniques and 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 little visual tricks that that we're comfortable with to that that unknown.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: So it's you we'll know, see.
0: It, I mean, it's all about a lot of times, at least for me, it's about igniting or reigniting creativity. Mm-hmm. You are know, trying to do something different. Um, I, I was listening to, um, back to work the other day, the
1: great podcast, yeah
0: Merlin Mann and, and, and Dan Benjamin on five by five. And, uh, it's, it, they were talking about Jed Abumrad, who is, uh, the creator and editor and general genius behind, uh, radio lab on NPR,
1: which is an amazing podcast, right?
0: Uh, uh
1: yeah. probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, if you're not listening to radio lab, then stop listening to us and go listen to radio. Yeah.
1: If you're, you're living wrong. Yeah. If you're not listening to radio, <laughs>
0: uh, Radio labs, great show, but I guess I, I haven't read the whole interview, but we're going to put it in the show notes. But apparently at one point he was talking about what he was doing when he first got a show and he was making episodes and he didn't really know where they were going or what they were trying to say. Um, He was just
1: doing the work at that point, yeah.
0: Yeah, and 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 he sort of—I forget what the exact words were, but something along the lines of that, like it was it was gut churning or something like that. Hmm. Like it was like he was physically ill by the fact that he knew that what he was doing wasn't quite right yet. Really, and and that he was he was waiting and he was playing with stuff. And you know, if you listen to the the opening theme of. Or the opening, like little radio lab right. thing. It's got a little snippets kind yeah, of put no, together. Exactly. And, there, and there's like some noise in there, like static and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Apparently, he was just messing around with static and came upon that stuff and kind of said, Oh, that's the sound that I want. Like, that's the first thing that I've heard that is in the right direction of what I want.
1: Really? So that kind of set his course?
0: Yeah. Well, because huh. his thing was, what kind of show do I want to be? What kind of host do I want to be? What kind of voice do I want? Do I want to be Walter Cronkite? Do I want to be uh, Ira Glass? Do I want to be, you know, and right. and he realized that his editing style and the overall storytelling methods and approaches he has on the show... Um, have as much to do with the identity and the personality of the show as exactly what he says um, I,
1: I would agree with the, the show has its own personality yep
0: yeah I
1: completely agree with that
0: and and so I guess the, the point of all this is just to say that uh, you know we're, you're looking for creative stuff you're looking for finding a place that you can go where you feel comfortable enough that new stuff can come out mm-hmm. right you don't want to be so comfortable that you're like lazy in bed and it's a sunday and you don't want to get out of bed because it's cozy as hell right but you also don't want to be like on the edge of a frozen lake naked terrified
1: you know now, okay now, although that
0: works for somebody too some people too let,
1: let's turn the lens on you for a second sure where where do you fall with regard to your porches? because i know you've been going through kind of a funk the last, I don't know, several months, let's yeah. say. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, so absolutely. Um,
1: Are that, you in that comfort zone?
0: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm in bed and don't want to get out because what's the point?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like my head under the covers. I might as well just sleep another hour because it doesn't really make a difference anyway. That's where I am creatively, uh, which is to say nowhere. Now, the funny thing is, is that, you know, I've been doing work lately for clients and magazines and and they're all completely happy with the photos it's just that they're the same photos that i've been taking for a while now and that's what bothers
1: me you do know? you feel like you've gotten to a point where you're kind of phoning it in
0: um i mean it's still i'm still but you're working. still doing I'm good
1: work i'm not i'm not meaning no, to no, imply uh, that you're, uh, that, uh, you're uh, that you're uh, lazy about it but well when you're, it, you're kind of using the same visual tech techniques and little tricks yep. and
0: yeah absolutely okay. um and yeah, I mean, not phoning it in so much as, um, I know the recipe and so I don't mm-hmm. have to look at the card anymore,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
0: and I don't like that. Um, because I, I got into this business business. I got into this pursuit. That's a better word. Cause even though I make a living at this and that's what I want to do to make a living, I am not going to change what I do in order to make a living versus do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Uh, so I got into this pursuit to make new things, you know, uh, so much stuff in advertising is like the same old crap over and over and over again. Um, and I wanted to do something that wasn't the same thing over and over and over again. And lately it feels that way. Um, and so I, I I need to I need to find something to get out. And you had that John Cleese interview in the show yes. notes. And yep. and that I mean he apparently in that I have to rewatch it. I watched it a long time a while ago. Um, but he he talks a lot about how yeah I mean it's just it's 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 being silly so that something else can come out. You know. Because yeah, if, I mean, if, if you're it's, worried it's, too much about the structure and and the and the and the, and the ingredients. it's you're 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 thinking the wrong way
1: you know yeah it's creativity as a process not as a gift right
0: creativity doesn't come from thinking creativity comes from doing yeah um and i think that that is one of the mistakes that i make myself the problem is i (laughs) i have a largely depressive nature right so even though i know that intellectually it's hard to do that emotionally sure
1: Still hard to break out of that yeah 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 and and whether it's because you're you're comfortable uh or uncomfortable, something has to get you up out from under the covers,
0: yeah absolutely yeah and 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 it, it, that's why when I used to do these crazy daily weekly projects things like when I was doing three sixty five portraits in two thousand seven, there was no you know th- there was no try, as Yoda once said, yeah. you know. Like I got up and I took the pictures every day and sometimes they were great and sometimes they were awful, but there, there was no choice. I had to do it. Sure. The work was there. And, and finishing that series after a year of doing it, you know? And I remember I got an email from, I think it was Timothy Greenfield Sanders. Uh, as I finished it, like the day after I finished it, like congratulating me, like he had been watching it. Uh, and I hey, was,
1: speaking of him, did you did you see the photos? Did we talk about the I've photos? I've seen the that he photos, did? but
0: I haven't seen the thing yet. The supermodels, yeah, ah, oh, beautiful photographs. Well, I mean, I've seen the pictures of him. I haven't seen the movie. The movie is mm, coming okay. out yesterday, right?
1: I think it. I think it aired yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to. Go HBO find it. Is it HBO or uh, Showtime? It was
0: on HBO, I think. HBO. Um, I got to. Yeah, I got to download that after we're done. Um, but uh, you know, but it, you know, finishing that was satisfying in a way that. A lot of other things weren't, and part of it was because a lot of it wasn't good and a lot of it was good. but my overall creative growth in the process of absolutely doing something every day, regardless of whether or not I wanted to, that led to all
1: kinds of things right? do you do you think there because I, I I tend to hold the belief that there is so much pressure on on any sort of creative, whether you're you're a writer or an artist or a photographer, or a dancer, you know, whatever. There's so much pressure to not to not only be good, but to be different. Yeah, novel. Yeah, that yeah. that novelty is a huge thing, and and something that I
0: that I that frustrates me as an artist because it's not about being good anymore. It's about being
1: different a lot of times you know right uh, and, and, and or, d- that, that uniqueness or, or just something I haven't seen before yeah but, but in sometimes Trump's technique and style or te- technique and craft I guess I should say
0: absolutely and it also trumps any sort of longevity um, mm-hmm. I mean how many of these things remember the guy the guy who shot the dogs underwater thing that we've talked about before right yes I mean okay I know he got gigs and he's whatever but I haven't heard anything I have we seen any other work you know i I i'm sure he's doing work
1: beyond more dogs underwater
0: exactly you know so it's sort of like there's this you know even in my own stuff that the motion stuff of those dancers which i did a couple years ago has gotten way more legs in magazines and interviews i've done you know popular photography this eloquence over in korea this other thing down in thailand right like big interviews and big publications and and that 's great, but that was like something I did for fun on the side. you know how about the stuff that I spent way more time on, which are all these crazy uh, you know conceptual portrait kind of stuff
1: but but doesn't that doesn't that kind of make the point about creativity you allowed you allowed yourself in that motion project you allowed yourself to basically just kind of play, and there was no agenda, there was no um, thought of where this stuff would end up
0: there was no thought of where it ended up but it was i i had an idea and i was inspired and i made it but Mm -hmm. but that's true of a lot of the things that i do i think Mm -hmm. i think the reason why that caught on i think my other work is just as good or arguably better photographically but that caught on because it was novel and because it was different you know um it's like a well you know what worries me is that People like the whole um, social media thing has gotten sort of out of control to the point where getting things shared means that it's good, you know. Sure, I mean we, we're
1: all we're all watching the like button, aren't we?
0: Exactly. Well, and 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 we even the I mean, not to go back to this poor guy again, but the the you know the Olympic portrait thing that Joe Claymar, right? Right. You sent okay. me a link the other day.
1: yeah he's there's a gallery show now he's claiming all of that was intentional that that was that was a statement yes i don't buy
0: it no of course not you know but and powerhouse books which is down in brooklyn here i think and in in or at least they were brooklyn uh, yeah crooklyn uh (laughs) is is putting out a book of this stuff and unironically uh let's see what do, let's what do they say here uh many of the photographs were first mess met with harsh criticism of a bevy of news sites and photo blogs quick to highlight the images alleged defects citing offhand poses the stressed lighting the scarred backdrops and labeled blah 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 such criticism miss miss the works powerful and nuanced compositions and display of personality mm here here we see real individuals at the peak of their athletic career in an ordinary and impromptu poses, sometimes playful, sometimes quite intense, in an unplanned setting. You will not see the world-class athletes like this anywhere, says the write-up for this book. I okay, this seems like this a lot is, of backpedaling. Oh, that's talk about lipstick on a pig. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that is like unbelievable amounts just, just, of BS. Like th- talk about art school pretension. Yeah. Like Take wh- your
1: licks and move on.
0: Yeah. Like but this is not him putting it out. This is
1: a big book company is putting right. this out. So this is some sort of media spin right. PR because thing. Because
0: it got a lot of press, therefore it's something they can sell. Whether or not it's good.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Um and that's what's kind of crazy about the whole thing. Hmm. It's it's it it's just it's um yeah, it's interesting. Yeah but it's i don't know i don't even know what to say <laughs> cuz i mean these these pictures are not good
1: they they are what they are they are what they are um hey uh yeah we're running out of time what do we we have a time thing now don't we have a time thing nah eh, whatever Should we just keep going well i uh, i i think
0: i think we're getting to towards the end of this whole argument not argument this whole not thing. argument um but but this i mean this book thing kind of just this is a glaring relief of what i'm talking
1: about exactly um, it, it is it is you know there were 17000 people who liked it so right. that you know somebody said that means 17000 people are going to buy this if we if we turn it into something that can be purchased
0: right yeah i mean even the 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 jen beckman thing right the 20 by 200 or you 20 know, by t- 200, right? Um, there's stuff in there that is kind of like, you know, the stuff that sells in there, from what I've noticed, is not necessarily the best work, but it's the kind of stuff that you could put up on your wall that would be completely unoffensive. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, pretty shot of Prospect Park in the morning. You know, that kind of thing. It's not the interesting stuff, it's the. Right. It's not the artistically interesting it fits the stuff, room. right? And you know, and it's okay. So, and and there's a place for that, absolutely. But you know, by Jen Beckman doing it, isn't that sort of blurring the lines between uh, popular, sort of, and and not like pop as in Warhol, but pop right, as right, in right. bubblegum? Uh, and I'm not saying that my work is better. Your work is that much. I'm just talking in general. Sure. Um, And it it, it blurs the line between, oh, this is artistic or this is, is this art or is it like, oh, this is popular or we know this will sell and therefore that's the one we chose. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, okay, so are you an art gallery or are you a mass market, you know, print shop? Right.
1: Well, I mean, the, the art versus product argument has been going on for years oh you
0: don't think Timothy the the whole uh, thing behind the models thing he was shooting them for Vogue or something and he you know shot behind the scenes video and he shot portraits of them while he had them there and then he made this stuff with it
1: and that know? so the, the the show was kind of a byproduct of the shoot
0: yeah because I think uh-huh. I mean he had access to these people and so he took pictures of them and I mean good for him sure but he's he's like the king of productizing that kind of thing you know um mm. where he's like oh well i'm shooting these these things, so I can also do this, this, and this with it i can I can dice it up these six other ways, right you know um i don't think like that
1: maybe <laughs> Perhaps that's to my part detriment of the change though yeah that yeah. maybe that's part of the change that needs to happen yeah. is is you you need to you need to be more than photographer you need to be director social media person marketer you need to wear your art director hat again you know all of those things because that's becoming more and more actually strike that that has become what's expected of you oh
0: the celebrity photographer and not like you're taking
1: pictures of celebrities right 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 But, Um, but yeah the celebrity unto themselves
0: yeah it's yeah. it's it's an interesting thing but I mean what does that have to does that have anything to do with their work
1: I think it can right but more often than not at least what we hear about it seems no
0: right and and who and who uh and does it matter right I mean like what for some people maybe that trade is worth it you know oh this is what people want then I'll give them what they want because mm-hmm. I am in this to make a living and not to make exactly the kind of art that I want to make. As right. long as I'm not working for a boss, then I'm happy. You know, and but
1: then at that point, you're you're working towards creating the brand, yeah. not creating the work. And that's not necessarily wrong, is it? No, it's not necessarily wrong. I mean, just because I don't like... Just because you find it morally offensive, doesn't <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I mean, just just because I'm not, you know, a fan of XYZ photographer. I mean, I know I, I used Terry Richardson as an example a lot. I'm not a big fan of his work. Right. But a lot of people are. And yeah. he shoots a lot of famous people and yep. gets paid probably a lot of money. And has sex so with a lot of them. Whatever. It's so good on him. You yeah. know, um, it's not the kind of work that, He's still that I go, me. oh, my God, I need to buy the book of that. Or I would love to shoot like that. or sure. Or... You know, I now are there sort of rock star kind of or or well known artists that I really like and and that think I think still do really good work? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we talked about La Chapelle,
0: right? I mean, neither of us are all that blown away by his work.
1: It's well done, but but we don't
0: particularly like it
1: subjectively. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect what he's built, right? Yeah. You know, but there are other people who I would go to as examples of things that I like.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's, 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 this is a big, tough question.
1: It is a big, tough question. And I, I think it's good that we, that we come back to it every now and again. Um, And I, I, I at least hope uh, that people are finding it interesting. I think they are based on the feedback that we get, because we're getting quite a bit of, you know, email feedback and, and uh, comments on, these types of questions, and I think a lot of people wrestle with them. Well, I think these
0: these are the big que- these are the discussions that people don't generally have in public. <laughs> sure, they may have them in private, or they they have them, or they're thinking about them. But you know, a lot of a lot, of, I think a lot of shows like ours are just you know, what's the newest camera, and how do I use some auto exposure HDR mode? You know, sure, uh, and, and that, that's, that's there's there's that's a room cool. for them, but I think that has that, value, but there's. Uh, I think that there is a place for a heavier, more artistic discussion about this kind of stuff.
1: Completely agree. And I I hope that we're in some way filling that void.
0: Hey, um, before we get to the photographer of the week, uh, I would just like to say that uh, we're getting more and more listeners. Yes. Uh, We are, we are growing. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for, um, for uh, I'm assuming some people are, are spreading the word.
1: And, it seems uh, like it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And uh, if you're not, please do so. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're if you're a member of a photo club or you have photographer friends or whatever it is, just send an email or, or uh, on a, you know, next meeting. Just say, sure. hey, I'm listening to this podcast. Or uh, if
1: you uh, post on forums yep. like, you know, Digital Photography School or, or Photo.net or Flickr. Yeah, um,
0: uh, we 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 love and appreciate uh, listeners and comments, and we want this to be a, a big, a, a larger discussion. Like we mm-hmm. love feedback. Yep, um, absolutely. And uh, so, if you need to write us, it's a uh, podcast at ontakingpictures dot com is,
1: yep. is the email. Address. And uh, I tweet
0: at Jeffrey Sidoris, and yep. you tweet at Bill Wadman. I do. Um, and go review us at at on iTunes if you can because uh, that helps uh, our discoverability on there.
1: Yeah, helps people find so us. So
0: if you want to even just go give us a star rating or write a little two-sentence blurb of what you like or don't like about the show, uh, that's great. We are open to all of that. Now, this week's photographer is all on you. What do you got?
1: Uh, this this week's photographer, you're a compositing guy. Uh, I have been you, you known to composite. You do a fair composite. bit of the Photoshop. I 've heard you of this do, Photoshop you do photoshop as the, as the kids say yeah
0: i i i <laughs> I, I, I photoshop
1: so uh, long before there was the photoshop, um, there was a guy called William Notman, and uh, I used to talk about William in in my Photoshop class. He was kind of uh, one of the poster guys for compositing, early compositing, and we're we're talking about shooting people individually printing those individual images cutting them out and then re-photographing them assembling them into a composite and re-photographing them yeah Uh, and in some cases hundreds of people all photographed uh individually at his studio which was called blurry street which i love (laughs) Um, (laughs) was it actually on a street called blurry street it it is but it's b-l-e-u-r-y but still just blurry street studios. It just sounds really cool. I always thought that if I were going to open a studio, I would call it blurry street, but that's just because my photos are seldom in focus.
0: <laughs> I like blurry street.
1: Isn't that great? Yeah. Don't steal it.
0: You know, you're going to, uh, you're going to, uh, it's going to be easy to get those out of focus photos with, uh, with those lens babies.
1: That's right. We'll, we'll I, get to, to that what? next week. We'll get to that. I love the lens baby. Uh, and, uh, we're having fun with it. So yeah, this, this William Notman, um he his busiest time was really in the 1870s, late 1870s. He's a Canadian photographer and he was shooting uh and creating these composites and they were we'd never seen these before. People had never seen them. It was it was a sense of magic. In what he created, uh, because you imagine you go into this studio, you're shot individually, and then the photograph that you come to purchase, you're in a scene, whether it's a sea scene or, or a landscape or, uh, you know, some, some other, uh, sort of fictional grouping, if you will, of people. Uh, and, and to that, to that 1870s aesthetic, this was nothing short of, of magic. It's still magic. It's still magic. It really is. Yeah. Um, so William Notman is uh, is our, our photographer of the week. And, we'll, and he's we'll Canadian. Put, uh, he is Canadian. Eh?
0: You know what's, you know what's kind of crazy? He was born in 1826, which means he was born before the invention of photography.
1: And, right. And saw it come into being and embraced it. Like us and the internet. Us and the internet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, the, there's a the, the the what I'm assuming is is kind of a, a government sponsored, uh, almost like an NEA type thing. Uh, the Canadian government has has put up this wonderful um, site dedicated to him. and They've got videos and and uh, there's a biography and a ton of photographs. So if uh, if you'd like to see one of the places that that uh compositing started take a look at william notman
0: in some ways a lot of his work feels um they feel not like whole photographs but more like dioramas
1: yeah uh you know what it, i'm trying to say yeah uh, well th- there's a strange sense of of almost forced perspective and forced yeah. depth. yeah in them
0: it's pretty fascinating um,
1: I think it's amazing stuff. And uh, the amount of, of, I think, vision and, and technical artistry that goes into these is is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, this, there's this one of the guys at the train track, like with the train behind them. With the trestle, the big yeah. trestle behind them. Yep, That one's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- there are dozens of figures in there, all cut out and composited by hand.
0: Look, you used to be able to, you could buy prints that's crazy
1: well and this was you know from a business standpoint this was something new because now you've got this group of 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 people and each person in the group is going to want their own print
0: yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: so now instead of just selling a portrait now you're selling 8 or 10 or 12 or, or however many copies of this image because everybody wants a photograph you know a copy of the photograph they were in
0: that's pretty cool it is pretty cool yeah that's a good one see i like finding these sort of more obscure guys mm-hmm. i added a bunch of people to our possibles list this week okay um so we have we have plenty to, to pull from
1: yeah a lot of great stuff out there yeah and a lot what amazes me is the more we get into this the more i'm finding the more amazing work that i'm finding that's that's 100 years old
0: oh yeah yeah
1: you know or more yeah like this stuff
0: yeah you know, well it's even mean, I, like that cecil beaton guy we did a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. i mean he was doing stuff in the 1930s that you're like really
1: yeah. wow <laughs> yeah. you
0: know um yeah absolutely there was lots of stuff going on a hundred years ago you know we should do i'm gonna put another one on the list don't uh, tell me I, i'm not going to i'm just gonna put it on the list don't spoil the surprise i'm i can tell you i just can't tell them by the way, did you see, we did not, in fact, do Irving Penn this week.
1: I know, but Irving Penn is on the list.
0: Of course Irving Penn is
1: on the it was, list. It was a curve. We threw a curve. We threw a curveball. I like that. <laughs> that was nice. You got you to keep tuning in to find out when we do Irving Penn. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Is this the could week? You do a little, a little, could you do a little, a little suspense s- music? A little A little spike. Could you yeah. play us out with some suspense? Yeah, I'll have, dun, to, get, dun, dun. I'll have to
0: get. I'll have to get my. Uh, I'll have to get my gear out to do that. But yeah, I can please? do that. Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll have some custom suspense music next week.
0: I gotta go into town this afternoon and buy some more of that Polaroid film or the uh, uh, Fuji film.
1: Yeah, you better before they run out.
0: Yeah, I just can't decide how much I should buy. You know.
1: Well, it's not going to. It's not going to go bad. Oh yeah, I it mean, does. In theory, it's already bad. So. Yeah, you know, it's, you'll, it's you'll only going it, to go right. worse it's only going to go worse but even that that might be more interesting
0: it's true although it gets it is weird streaky things as time goes on um but it's it's uh it's pretty cool this stuff and it makes me use my 4x5 again which is kind of fun good uh, although Keep i need posting. to yeah uh anything else i'm good that's a good, good one we got a lot of stuff in here this week
1: i th- i think so i think so we, so we will uh, we will be a little we will be back <laughs> next week.
0: Yeah, we will. Uh, and, and in the meantime, uh, go over to Red River Paper. So it's redriverpaper.com slash OTP. Get a little landing page. Print some
1: photos. Yeah. We should do... Uh, well, we, we need to talk about a couple things on, on how we can get some, some visual feedback from listeners. We want to see your photos, too. Oh, that's interesting idea. Yeah. Why not? Maybe make like an Instagram feed or something.
0: Ooh, instagram i love instagram <laughs> you like that
1: i do like that yeah yeah i was All like right, some we'll old
0: s- british woman just then yeah yeah
1: yeah like uh, a breeze just went i don't know
0: so till uh till next week uh, Until next week we'll see
1: you next week yeah